It's tabletop time! And I'm Rob, and I'll be joining the session later, but I'm really excited to be... Rob's joined us! Yeah! yeah. five-person Four. session! Four players and a narrator, and I get to be that, that extra fourth, and I'm really Welcome, excited for that. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. It's, it's like regular D&D. <laughs> Yay! Well, it's, it's your first time joining, but it's my first time in this setup. Yeah, yeah. it is too. Ooh, spicy. So, Murray... <laughs> I am Murina, the beautiful lady from the marshlands. I have been joining this bumbling trio. Well, I'm part of the trio, I suppose. Let's not dwell on that. I am seeking to nullify a curse put upon me by myself, admittedly. I must become a hero, and thus I am here. My name is Jen, and I am playing Whoops. Uh, I am a, a bear. Uh, I have a big axe, and uh, my uh, mission, my quest, is to is to make the best meat I possibly can. I am mm. Rusty, by name and nature. I was once known as the Scarlet Something. I actually forget. Crimson the crim- That's it. It was red and heroic. The Crimson Crusader. That's right. I'm coming back to the world of adventuring, which I haven't done for a long time, simply because my friend Hops wants to adventure. And he's uh, finally uh, let go of the old ball and chain to come on a quest, and uh, I'm helping him see his dream come true, and hopefully we can start that tavern we always talk about and properly drink well into retirement. I also, before I hand it over to Dave, I just want to say a huge bloody thank you to our patrons for making all of this possible to have the multi, like to have an additional slot of a player in our role play and to have minis possible is a huge deal and uh, possible because of our Patreon support. So it's very exciting. We have a whole bunch of set pieces and exciting stuff to get to, but we will get to that in the meantime. I think it's about time to... Uh, it's a me. It's a you. Dave, the narrator. And I would like to say a big thank you to our sponsor who's sponsoring this roleplay and a video over on Tabletop Time Minis. And they are Level Up Advanced 5th Edition. Yay! I'm so excited. Silence, knaves. This video is sponsored by Level Up. Advanced 5th Edition. So what is Level Up Advanced 5th Edition? Well, it is a series of standalone supplement books that can be used with existing 5e content or on their own. It contains a huge amount of more in-depth character customization options, full exploration rules, and a complete rework of several core mechanics that make the game a whole lot more fun to play. Tell me more, Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. So, no longer are fighters and their sub-dice lame and boring. Instead, we have a huge amount of customizable options that allow your melee combatants to have a whole bunch of punch and a whole bunch of fun. Body check your enemies, sweeping blow, Dark Souls, barrel roll. Your choice. There are so many different ways to build your melee characters, and it's one of my favorite features as a player. Alongside the new race and species and culture building system where you can create dwarves that grew up in elven societies whose background as circus performers actually matters. I'm 
pretty new to D&D and this feels better in the terms that like as an adventure like having the mechanics for travel having the mechanics for like the loot and the encounters and all this stuff is all there in a level that actually brings the world to life that doesn't feel too confronting for me I will say as a GM the actual DM's guide is the book I opened the least so these books the tables are relevant the exploration rules are actually useful which is so good to have a properly thought out exploration system to make something that is for many uh, campaigns a tedious and boring process into something that's actually an interesting part of the game and an integral part of the game and I have to nerd out about the fact that level up yes my my (laughs) ah, there are rules there's a fully fleshed out system for building your own like adventurous strongholds where you can add like your blacksmith's workshop and your adventuring hall your your chefs getting retainers and and building your your full sort of foothold in the world it's very cool it's very 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 cool i thoroughly enjoy the fact that my character and my class are both grounded in the world Uh, the druid can get bonuses from basically the landscape or the biome that they came from and i really like how the this supply mechanic actually benefits us like mm. It's not just, you know, mm. oh, I suppose we should find some food or something. You get actual tangible items that you can, depending on how well you roll, actually improve your journey. Yes. Yeah, scavenging I- while you're journeying rather than waiting till you're back in town. I love that. Mm. Thank you so much to the sponsor, Level Up Advanced 5th Edition. We're so grateful that we get to bring Ragtag to life even bigger and better with their support. Make sure you go to levelup5e.com for more information about the game and to pick up your copy today. And if you'd like a 10% discount code off all the Level Up core books, check out the link in our description. It's just that good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realise that that was... Yeah, it works. That was a really good sponsoring. Dave, I love what you did with your hair. It's totally new. It's exciting. Thank you. I've been uh, brushing up and... Literally brushing up mm. and down. Looks good. Uh, really excited to bring you some of the cool level up rules. So I'm cool. going to be showcasing a few little things that I'm very excited about during the session. Uh, which rangers feel like rangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rangers got a completely reworked, which is amazing. We have a, a little Patreon video on uh, on some of that. Going into all the, yeah. the rules and stuff. But we're going to experience a lot of it as we play. But we're really excited to try this all out and sink our teeth into a system that's built to have your teeth sunk into it absolutely so should we start well yeah speaking of sinking teeth shall we shall we go right back where we left off all right killed the minotaur well as most of you know this is a continuation of a story so we had sort of our first sample uh in ragtag episodes one two three four but this is the next leg in our previous adventure our unlikely trio of heroic adventurers strode into the overbuilt and overpopulated town of Slyport. They undertook the time-honoured task of slaying some damn rats in a basement. <laughs> However, they were surprised to find that the rats were not just the usual rats that infest the basement of dirty taverns. Why is it always rats? And they found the source deep within a sewer system. A sewer system from a city that had once been underneath Slyport, a town that has been built upon and built upon many times over the last few centuries. But this sewer system, not actually connected to upstairs, and they stumbled through it, pressing underground and exploring 
they found and defeated a ghostly piper who had been controlling the rats and terrorizing the city. After that, their curiosity drew them into that one last chamber they could find, where a massive rampaging minotaur burst through the wall. And after being dispatched with comparative ease compared to their previous foes, the adventurers stood on, looking through the cavernous hole that had been made in the wall, where they spied a plaque offering them the promises of heroic adventure in a deep subterranean labyrinth. But not only that, ambrosia, one of the ingredients required to create the greatest mead ever known across the realm. I like mead. Which was, of course, aligned with all three of our party's goals, and it became their drive, their sole passion. It was time to delve into a cavern. And heroically, standing at the precipice after defeating their foes, Hops took a few steps forward, ready to adventure. And then... Oh. Oh, dear. Oh. Was that you? Uh, yes, uh, my, my tummy seems a bit rumbly. Realising their exertion and their need to go back for food, the group rain-checked that mission and went and got very drunk. (laughs) Celebrating their victories and the coin that they had won underground and discussing and planning their heroic missions and adventures deep beneath, the group drank and drank and slept and drank the next day and the next day. And in fact... A full week of celebration was had. And we came back with a lot of coin. They did come back with a lot of coin. And they're not very good adventurers. You know, they're rusty, they're new, and this was a win. They killed a freaking Minotaur. It was Rusty's uh, first time back at it, and it was Hop's your first slaying. Murina, keen to play with the entrails of that Minotaur, had plenty of fun experimenting in the cauldron uh, with all these new regents that you'd discovered from the creatures downstairs. And before you'd known it, a week had passed. But after your long rest and your week of celebration, talking to people, handing in your rat corpses that you carried and you know got your bounty for each one, and the big rats that you got a bigger bounty for, you eventually decided it was time. Time to delve back into that adventure. You went down as a group and returned and were swiftly outmatched. You continued dives into their labyrinthine depths and you were rebuffed at every turn. Outwitted by puzzles, outmatched by foes, you persisted. Your dream was too strong to let go. You persisted for six months, half a year. Oh my God. And in that time, you got better. You trained You worked. You got stronger, smarter. Cue montage. Montage time. Push-ups. Bows firing. I did push-ups on Hop's back while Hop's was doing push-ups while Marina sat on my back. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Yoda thing, but three tiers deep. (laughs) And you all leveled up twice. Yes! So you're all level six now. Uh, And this through- session really is brought to us by Level Up. Absolutely. We leveled up. And there are a lot what, of really what, cool... What, uh, 
There are a lot of really cool class features that become available from level five and level six. So I wanted to be able to play at level six. I think tearing up and being a little bit more competent, uh, especially going in this place, is really important. So we've done a bit of a time skip. Hell yeah. And you've leveled up. It is morning. You've all woken up and are enjoying the usual breakfast provided. You've become almost rusted on at this tavern. You've been living there for six months. The rooms are permanently rented to you. And you know it's time. You're feeling ready. But it's time to get ready. Enjoy your sausage and egg breakfast and get ready to move on down into the catacombs. I have to say, Hobbs, I did miss this more than I thought I would. Hmm. Something about the preparation, the expectation. There's a thrill to it, isn't there? Hmm. How are you finding the uh, the preparation for the reprieve? Oh, I think I, I think I do really good this time. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Marina. I've hung around you a lot longer than I ever expected to. You're yes, all right. I've almost gotten used to your smells. But I tire. I tire of all this food. It is pork, and it is fowl, and then it is boar, and it is all flavored with salt. All the good stuff. Salt, salt, and then a sprig of parsley. I still, I don't know what I need about really. more than this. Murina, you're just describing a good meal. Because the salt makes you drink, and then if you drink more, then you eat more, and then you'd never stop. It's a wonderful cycle. I I need another minotaur. And I I have... I didn't think it was weird that you took bits of the minotaur for dinner. (laughs) Of any little ones, there have been nothing. We are still clean. You'll be thrilled to hear. Six months clean. I'm proud of you, Mm. Murina. It's a, good, well. it's a good system you've got going on there. Yes, up? yes, yes. You have been very competent adventurers, says the current man behind the bar. And it's been good to have you. What's his name? We'd probably know his name by now. Yeah, okay, all right. Let me scroll up. Let me let me bloody scroll up. This is Michael Wheatflow, the brother of Henry Wheatflow who owns the tavern. This is Michael, his brother, who also works there. He does the morning shift. Michael, if you, uh, if you weren't as capable of putting out as good as food and brew as you do, then you would have had us gone a long time ago. Yes, yes. Well, well. Ah, it is with a heavy heart that I must say to you all on this fine morning, PAY YOUR FUCKING TAB! Ooh. I'm sorry, what? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, wow. Hops, uh, you, do, yeah. you, do you have this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. You pay I'll, go, the... I'll go do that now. Uh, n- no, you don't. And oh. then he pulls out a ledger and slaps it on the table, and it says it's like 240 gold in the red. <laughs> You've been staying here on the last month on the promise that you'd come up with more goods from that catacomb you keep going on about, but all you come up for with is with a big belly of food. Oh. Well, did, did you see the training montage? Like we 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 totally yeah. We did so many push-ups. <laughs> this is the last night. Well, last night was the last night. Oh, can, can if we, you don't pay up, I'm putting a guard on you. Can we still go down in, into your cellar and go into the labyrinth? 
Well, of course, I think. After us, is he? I <laughs> figure that's the only way you're going to be able to recoup your oh, funds. But yeah. if you don't come back this time with the goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're out on your ass. And then he goes back to smiling. Wow, he's, he's got some anger issues, eh? I'm a bear. You are a bear, Hops, yes. Mm. And I tap him on the shoulder. The, the outdoors is almost tempting. So, it's that sudden realisation that your jovial adventuring attitude uh, has continued to lead this tab to get incredibly, incredibly into arrears. And you realise that uh, this is it. You gotta go down and you have to succeed today, or at least you're not coming back out until you, you know you've succeeded because the threat of guards is real. You're in debt, uh, you cheeky, cheeky sort of adventurers, <laughs> and it's time for you to, you know, make that final push. You feel like you're close, you feel like you're close to making a discovery. The labyrinth that you entered actually uh, broke into a deep subterranean set of catacombs but those catacombs lead to the promise of more labyrinth you know that this this sort of it's a great expansive underground dungeon and you found part of it that the minotaur was trapped in but you know there's more there's signs and sigils that you've translated that lead to more but you you've gone back and forth and back and forth Mm. i look at my still piled on plate of food and say i um I suspect I might have been self-sabotaging. I've been saying I need to build up my strength and eating so much I can't move by the time we're done, so... I take up the remaining half of my plate, which looks like it could feed a family of five, Mm -hmm. and sort of defeatedly, you know, plop it on the ground next to the snivelly, smelly dog. The snivelly, smelly dog looks at the food. He's such a weird thing with that snub nose. He struggles to get up and then... Is he wheezing or breathing? I can never quite tell. (laughs) He's not breathing if he's not eating at the same time, so it's a a wheezing sort of eat. Some sort of magic must be sustaining that creature. A thick, a thick chunk of dribble drops, like white dribble Mm. drops on your shoe, Rusty, as he uh, licks your leg after he licks the food up off the floor. No, thank you very much. Quick, get a sample of it. It might be worth something. (laughs) It's not an ingredient, Muriel. Well, I stand up and sort of thump the... uh, Actually, no, before I thump, down the rest of my ale, then I thump the mug on the table. Look at the two beside me. There's never a better time than today. Mm, I agree. I know I said that yesterday, but this time I don't <laughs> feel like rolling over and going to the toilet immediately. So, Shall we? Yes. I would be thrilled to leave for somewhere a bit more natural. <laughs> and the three of you descend, climbing down the steps of the ladder... You hear the sneaking sound of rats that have returned, but rats off to you. they're just regular rats now. There's no sort of evil intent behind their activities. 
you avoid the filth water, navigate past where the Minotaur was, and then once again begin your dive. You spend hours pushing through this deep underground cavern. And during this time, I'm going to allow you all to undertake a journey activity for the day. Uh, This is one of Level Up's exploration features, which is really cool. When you travel, you can actually, you're not just walking, you can be doing stuff. So you have a few options. So you can each do one of them. You can befriend an animal that you find down there. Uh, I'll leave out the ones that don't make sense in the context. Like you could busk, but you're not going to be able to busk. Uh, you can chronicle your, the, like jot down what you're finding, etc. You can cook for the group. You can cover your tracks, entertain, gather components, gossip, harvest, hunt and gather, pray, scout, or track. Oh. Track? Okay, so Rusty, you'd like you can start with the tracking check. Yeah. So you'll be the designated tracker. You can ensure the party remains on the trail of what you'd be hunting or any beasts down here. Yeah. Cool. So you will make an opposed check against my beastie. Okay, just D twenty. Yep. Nine. Do you now? Do you have a expertise dice with tracking? I do. So you roll a D four as well. Okay. And then tracking will be wisdom. So you add your wisdom, your proficiency. Okay, so uh, my wisdom is plus two, and I rolled a four, so that's plus six. Plus three for proficiency is nine. Great. And you rolled a nine. Nine, so 18. So 18. Okay, now I actually need my book, because I need a monster stat block. Oh, there's actually a thing I'm tracking. Yeah, I rolled an 18, though, so if it has any (laughs) modifiers, you're not going to get it. Rusty turns around, hey, guys, there's actually something down here. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't believe It'll have a modifier. I just know it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But I won't be. Nothing surprises you. <laughs> Is your intent to hunt and find or not find? Um, That's a good question. I will ask that of the party. Uh, Hops was going to hunt. I think hunt Sorry. and find. Yeah. Let's okay. find, yeah. We're going to do the hunt afterwards because... Yeah. Um, can I get Rob? Can you make a wisdom survival check with disadvantage? I just roll this right. Yep. And then add one. But yeah, roll it twice. Do you have proficiency with survival? No. So you roll it twice and pick the lowest for disadvantage. Don't roll all them four. Four. Okay. Four. So in the first part of the day. Rusty begins to track. You follow not so much a direct um, thing because you're not really hunting a particular beast, but instead you are following the signs of this cavern, this dungeon, uh, the actual labyrinth components rather than the cavern components. You're looking for holdouts where there could be loot and wealth and things like that. And after several hours, you find the telltale signs, the rubble, the rocks that have been tracked by creatures moving through here. And you successfully navigate. And you lead your way into an area where a large ravine s- sits before you. With found a- it. This way. And in front of the ravine, crossing the ravine, is an old rope bridge 
that looks really, really suspicious. It looks really weak and old and weathered and it looks like some adventurer has been here rather than it being part of the original uh, setup. But beyond on the other side of the rope bridge and the other side of the large sort of 30 foot across ravine. Have we been around this area before? This is your first time here. Okay. This is new, new ground. I your, have a plan. Your skill was quite effective. It's, you actually led yourselves down a path that you hadn't been down before. Awesome. And across this rope bridge, you see the telltale signs, the door and entrance to an area of this labyrinthine place. Now, we're going to have to deal... Well, what's your plan? It's just across the bridge. I say we all go across at the same time. When we're two-thirds across, we notice that the bridge starts to give way. The two at the front start leaping ahead, and the one at the back panics as the rope bridge snaps, grabs onto it as it swings down, and the two at the front climb onto the ledge while lifting up the rope bridge so that the final one at the end can slowly make their way up heroically by the skin of their teeth. At least that's how it usually happened. Yes, you've done this a few times. Several I can see. times, yes. The sort of bridge, it's, it acts the same way. Usually. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. Any trope I put in there, you're just going to throw it back at me. Oh, no. Um, how deep is the drop down? It's quite... It's not so much... It's a narrow and... Sh- it gets narrow and sharp is the problem. Like oh, jagged okay, rock. Sure. It's like the rock is cracked into a natural Let me just throw a so stick down mines. there. That was really well done. I'm sorry. I'm getting really into the immersion, you guys. Oh, that's right. It's it's a trope bridge. (laughs) Do I have to pack up my bags and ball and go home? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you all for watching. This has been Ragtag Adventure. Uh, All right, we peaked. (laughs) Let's see what's done. Uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, he said the thing. It's the famous line. Um, Rats off to everyone together. <laughs> but it's been six months. Does Hops actually know what it means now? <laughs> <laughs> Just like saying it. Oh, um, love it so much. Do I look like I can cross this bridge without it collapsing underneath me, being a giant bear? Well, guess what bear. we're doing. An exploration challenge. This is another thing in Level Up IV. I get to use some of these cool things. So these are actually, uh, you can make your own, but they're also pre-made. There's a whole bunch of examples of them that you can use. And it's an interesting way to deal with sort of things without it just being like, make a skill check, you succeed. So it's going to be, well, you'd like to sort of ascertain it. Mm. You could make a engineering check or an investigation check, just kind of like test how much weight the thing could carry. Uh, Your Um, choice. I'm going to do engineering. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. You have made a successful check. Um, you identify a few places. You went engineering. Yes. You could actually uh, use your own ropes to sort of tie a bridging rope across some frayed areas near the edge and actually secure it. Cool. And um, with an engineering check of 18, are you happy to do that? Yeah. Use, use some of your rope? Yeah, let's do um, So Hops pulls out some rope and actually fastens and secures the... Did you have proficiency in engineering? No, I have a four because one of the... Um, it gave you a list of things to take it from, so I took it from strength. And I've got four in strength. I'm very confused. <laughs> yep. But that's fine. 
Why did I rolled you a use? Th- I rolled a thirteen. Okay, you rolled a thirteen. Plus Why did you use strength and you don't have proficiency? Because thirteen plus four is seventeen. Huh? <laughs> oh no! That's what I meant. Thank you for watching. Right time. You, you, this has been. Okay, I'll let you use your strength. Usually for this engineering check, probably would have been intelligence. But 17 is the past DC, so I'm happy to use strength. We use strength. Okay. Hops, you tie up some ropes. You use your strength to, like, pull them taut Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that others wouldn't be able to. You you pull that slack out of the bridge, fasten it up and secure it. And you lower the DC for crossing this bridge for everybody. Very good work, Hops. You're cleverer than you look. Some might say smarter than the average bear. Is there any- I won't do it, but I'm really <laughs> tempted to, <laughs> to <laughs> use this, this unknown voice drifts through the cavern. Wow. Wait, actually, <laughs> all of a sudden in the distance... <laughs> I'm sorry. Crickets I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... How... You've, you've secured the bridge. You've, incre- yep. you've increased its sort of durability. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to do, or are we going to attempt to cross? Mm, looks safe. We're not allowed to know the challenge level no. before we do stuff. I'm so used to cogent. <laughs> it's like, oh, do we just have to roll blindly? That's how it works. Makes me feel vulnerable. So let me know if you have anything else you'd like to attempt before we cross. All right. Like a uh, sort of weird overlord, I'm going to just walk over and inspect the job that... Uh, Hops has okay. done. Uh, you can make a... Whether I understand what he's done is completely irrelevant. You can make an intelligence insight check. I'm going to flex. I, I love being able to oh. say that. Oh, it's not wisdom. No, you're using intelligence insight. <laughs> Just a quick glance to work out if you have a gut feeling for if it's been 17. well done. It's been very well done. Hops has done a really good job. Great. Heck yeah. Cool. Um, It'll suffice. <laughs> Do we have basic adventuring gear, rope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've that? got adventuring packs. Um, I, I've been, while they're sort of sorting that out, start tying up a bit of a harness and then like cool. nod to you two like, you ready? Make uh, offer to tie them up as well. Make an engineering check. Okay. I'll say DC for this will be tying a rope and securing yourself to it in this cavern. To each other. Just to each other, not to yeah. anything else? No. DC 10. Uh, five plus what would intelligence? Uh, I'll go intelligence. Oh, intelligence or wisdom is wisdom, fine. So plus two plus three. So ten. you have proficiency. Yep. So you get a ten. You make the DC. Uh, so now if one of you no, falls, I don't have proficiency. I'm sorry, I don't succeed. It's a seven. So you tie everyone up, but uh, with that unbeknownst to you, you've done a pretty bad job of it. <laughs> uh, so the, the knots are going to come undone if anything happens. All right, this should do it. Uh, they'll hold a little bit. They'll like pull target. They'll st- arrest your fall shortly, but then they'll do that dramatic. It's it's. Perfect. Perfect for yeah. Rusty. You've deliberately tied them dramatically so they'll like catch and then start yeah. slipping. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I love it. Uh, and yeah, is that all you're going to do? Are you yeah. ready to attempt the cross? Can we uh, see if this loose rope actually clings to my bony, scrawny frame in any way, shape, or form? You it just like drops. In a so we've we've like, had the, it's it's hanging off something, but it, only when it is put to test uh, will we find out. I see. <laughs> Your ankle. It's attached to things. Uh, are we are we ready? I'll go first. Group athletics check to pass this exploration Ooh, challenge. Oh, I read Fun. about this. Uh, sorry, acrobatics, not athletics. Aww. Okay, and I'm proficient. Yeah. Acro- 
Uh, with what? So it will be a dexterity acrobatics check. I got 12. 10. A 10? Okay. 11. Okay. So I did drop the DC by 3. And so you got 12. 11. 11. 10. 10. And 10. Do you not have expertise with acrobatics? Oh, it's with athletics. I, no, I do. Mine's athletics. Was it athletics? I have both. Cool. But we're all gonna die. Uh oh. The bridge dramatically breaks. Because <laughs> you're wild. Oh my god. But I secured it. Huh? You dropped the DC. You, you so oh, like, the DC I feel was... like a snap onto my leg and I'm like, yes, this is the next bit. <laughs> so it's been like this is how you this is how you cross a trope bridge. So your the bridge is a 30-foot-long rope bridge and you strengthened it, taught and it secured your end, but it doesn't help that when you stood on it, the other end of the rope bridge starts to snap okay. and fray. And the things come out from under you. You drop the DC from 15 to 12. Uh, and then you all Everyone roll terribly. terribly. Yeah, okay. uh, so a group check. <laughs> um, a group check. The majority of you need to pass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you do. Oh, I didn't say this, but I was going to give you this, and I'll actually do it now. We will pull back. The rope bridge hasn't broken. You're all going to start with an inspiration point for the last one. So you can all have one inspiration, which means you do have one re-roll of your choice. Um, because there's cool new ways to earn inspiration, so I want you to start with it because there's also cool new ways to spend inspiration. So you can all have an inspiration. Well, seeing, since I was the weakest point in that role set up, <laughs> but I'm also at the front mm-hmm. and I've also been across my fair share of trope bridges, I'd like to spend an inspiration. I think it would be good to sort of see how that works as well anyway. So you, this is just a re-roll then if, yeah. if that's what you're going to spend it on. Is all it, right. It, does the original sort of count to the story in any way or is it, it just like... It, it, yes, it will. So the rope bridge starts to snap and Rusty, using his moment of inspiration... That's much better. <laughs> okay. 20. So oh, nice. in a snap moment of rapid like thinking expecting exactly rusty's like not it not fucking this time you see exactly where it's gonna dramatically step you can see the fraying starting to happen and you just reach out and grab both ends of it and you're like Mm-mm. <laughs> always on the left and past the third foot plate <laughs> and then uh with a quick bit of thinking and some rope you just re like wrap two bits together there's like one off. rope bridge builder in the whole land of everything <laughs> <laughs> and you successfully do it uh, and you stop the bridge from... It did start to crack and collapse and you secure it and you can all cross. And right Ooh. as you get to the other side, you hear from behind you. What is that? You've got again, to be Hobbs. kidding me! And a fat pug toddles behind you clipping across the rope bridge it's been following you for like four hours you have no idea how it got down the ladder I thought I heard something menacing and it approaches Rusty and starts licking his fingers oh for god's sake I thought that was some sort of beastly creature in these caves we climbed down that ladder for 20 minutes how demon (laughs) (laughs) It just gives you that. It, it it's puts its head, tilts it towards Marina, eyes slightly bulged and pushing in different directions, and just a wad of drool falls out of its mouth as its smooth brain bears no thought. If there is any fan art of this creature in particular, just be aware the tongue never fully goes inside the yeah. mouth. It's always just it's too big for its whole palate. So, dear gods, this creature has seen things. <laughs> 
Stinky. I'll call you Stinky. He's not getting back, back across the bridge safely. It never works that way. I don't have any more food on me. I say eyeing him off. It doesn't seem to matter. As Rusty recalls his affinity for animals and with an eye roll realizes that he's always been good at finding companion animals no matter what he does. And this is part of five uh, level ups, uh, level up five E's. I can't just say words today. <laughs> this is part of level up five E's complete revision of the ranger class. And you are now a beast master. Hell so yeah. you have a companion animal and the companion <laughs> animal we chose is the pug from the first four episodes. <laughs> so you now have a, uh, a pug, pug which is, he is actually, he had a, a, dinosaur jaw that he was chewing on he is like rusty this pug is 16 years old this pug used to be an adventurer like it used to be and it's now retired and it's going to use the mastiff stat block which is a much higher than a pug because it is such a battle-hardened adventurer that's amazing (laughs) yeah can can uh, animal companions like carry things and have some just general uses yeah, and he can fight with you in combat. And as a Beastmaster, he actually gets additional AC, temporary hit points, and damage in combat with you. But you have to use your bonus action to command him to do things. So you can say, like, boy, sick him! And he'll make an attack roll again. He'll move up and make an attack roll against the creature. Wow. Yeah. It's all coming back to me now. In my experience, when a creature like this follows me, it's very hard to shake them off. So we should name him. Something insulting, so that at least he has the chance to walk away from low self-esteem, if anything. <laughs> did, did you not say it's stinky? Was the stinky or stumpy? I'm. I like stinky. Wondering between the Stinky's two. a good name. Or snivel. What do you think, Marina? Just staring at all this drool pooling around it. <laughs> Puddle. Puddle. I like it. Puddle. And I start harnessing up, like, puddle with little, like, some of the ropes. I unharness us. We've reached the other side of the bridge, yep. yeah? Yeah. Um, I so thought I unharness us. Right. Do like, a little... I didn't realise that I'd responded to you. I'd just been commenting. <laughs> oh. Puddle the pug. <laughs> it's a good name. I tie up, I tie up um, on puddle and notice a few battle scars and weird sort of, like, more muscle underneath his oh, yeah. wrinkles and rolls than I expected. So I sort of like give that sort of Obama not bad face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stand up and I'm like, well, puddles along for the ride then. So uh, for those who are big fans of D&D and know stuff, I'll just throw this at you. So it has 10 hit points equal to your level. Multiplied by your proficiency bonus? Three. So, but your level. So it gets 18 additional hit points on its nine. So it now has, so he'll have 27 health, which is more than Rob. (laughs) (laughs) The pug pug can take more of a beating than Rob. That's amazing. And also uh, it gets its AC uh, boosted by your proficiency. So its AC would be 12. It will have 15 AC, which is also higher than Rob and Marina, I think. Oh my God. Uh, And as a bonus action you can command it to attack and it adds its your proficiency to its attack and damage roll so it will be attacking uh it will be attacking with uh plus six to hit doing 1d4 plus four damage i got that down plus six to hit and 1d4 plus four and your echo is still on 
That's okay. fine. So I'll keep the Mastiff page open where relevant. Yep. But yeah, there's your Beastmaster Companion. Ranger is just Great. a bag of awesome tricks now. Uh, yeah, you can cool. have like a hawk fighting. You can just do so much stuff. It's cool. That's cool. That's I have a ripped pug. <laughs> this is fucking sick. It might be a dog. It's also the goat. I just saw on the same page as that. So it can be CR quarter or less. Panther is CR quarter. Oh, yeah. You can have a ranger Ooh. with a freaking panther companion. That's cool. Okay, anyway. Right. Yeah, that should be a classic, I think. Mm. Oh. Moving gonna, on. I'm going to make this a classic. <laughs> so, you now have, what did you call him? Stumpy? Puddle. Puddle. Puddle, Puddle. Puddle the pug. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I think Puddle did a piddle. <laughs> Fat little bastard, I love it. All right, so, and in front of you, is the ajar entrance to the stone labyrinthine chambers you're semi-familiar with. Uh, further than we've gotten ever, I'd say. Today really is the day. This had better be worth it. I'm sure it will be. I'll take a few tentative steps forward. You can press through the, the ajar door without needing to open it. It's a stone-heavy door, but it's at 45-degree angle. It's half ajar. Um, and you step into the chamber of darkness. Now, let's cover this. Who's got that dark vision, that sweet dark vision? Who's got torches? We haven't talked about this while you're at Dungeoneering. I we have haven't. dark vision. Cool. Last, yeah, yeah that yep. still carries over. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. You don't I have dark vision. No longer have dark vision. Ooh. I click my fingers and produce flame. Ah, so you're walking around with a little up. fire in your hand. Is it is it red fire or is it a... It's blue with a small tint of off green. Ah, like you're in your art. Very cool. And I'll be holding a classic adventurer's torch. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. So you come in with light and your light illuminates a square chamber. There are no other entrances and exits to this chamber, but the rear wall has collapsed out of it and leads on to more caverns, deeper caverns, unexplored caverns across this ravine you've never had a chance to to be in. But something about this place draws your attention immediately. Don't need to make perception rolls because it is obvious. Centre of the room, there is a glowing conical energy field sparkling with light sparkling with power and radiating with magic. And in the centre of the field, there is an elf floating above the ground, just sort of still. They look, they look like perfectly normal, healthy elf. Be cautious. It's likely a trap or an illusion. A knock, a notch, an arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is bait. <laughs> <laughs> you take a few steps into the room. Yep. On the walls, there are inscriptions in arcane languages. There's a few strange-looking mechanical devices around as well. And the cavern leads on. There's just this giant conical energy field with an elf floating in it. So, onwards? Hmm. I'm sure this thing is part of a puzzle, or... You there, floating thing. Do you mean harm? 
There is no response from the elf, which seems to be like floating, like almost T-posing, but not actually T-posing. <laughs> like in that sense of they're yeah. in a completely static Thank. pose, but they're kind of idly floating around like a lava lamp <laughs> in this conical <laughs> thing. I'm going to pick up a small pebble and just sort yes. of... Eh. As soon as it hits the edge of the energy field, its inertia just changes and it starts floating around like it's in a lava lamp. I pick up a bigger rock and pelt it at it. Same thing happens. You peg it in with force and it goes in like hitting oil and then it just starts floating around. Do they interact? Do you aim at the elf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and knock him out. Like I'm trying to like. Oh, okay. Make um make an a strength athletics check to to peg a boulder Hell into yeah. this elf. Hell yeah. Oh, dang it! It was an eight, almost an eighteen. Ah, uh, five plus seven is math. Twelve. Yep. Twelve. <laughs> With a twelve, you see the boulder go in, and it is like hitting a highly viscous substance. It goes in and floats through, and then the inertia is kept, and it just bumps into the elf. Which starts to move towards the periphery of the cone, but is then the kind of... Is the elf aware or responding in any no, way? No, not at all. The Quick. elf doesn't respond. Help the elf. Eyes are open. Quick. Here, try this. Um, I sort of drag over puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Make yourself useful. <laughs> is there a, a way to sort of perceive the nature of this thing in the... Like, and uh, you could make an arcana check to determine the magic, an intelligence arcana check if anyone's proficient with that and interested. I go find a bigger rock. You could make an engineering <laughs> check to look at the mechanisms around the room. I, I was actually more referring to the person inside, gauging whether they seem like... Make an insight check. Okay, cool. I would like to do that. Yeah. And while he does that, I'm going to look up from Puddle and I will do an arcana check. Okay. So insight I'm proficient in and I've got 16. Wisdom insight. Yep. So you rolled a 16. 21. 21. There is something really disarming about the... uh, He's got a blue... He said, Alf, he's got a blue cape on uh, that you can see, like a a sort of quite an illustrious cape embroidered in gold. And there's all these uh, bright yellow stars coalescing around the cape, and it looks quite interesting. But there's something disarming about him. He has a look on his face that that's kind of more kindness, uh, the look of someone who, uh, you know, maybe makes their, like, and you look at all the objects, there's no weapons, you can't see any, like, knives, blades, bows, daggers. Um, There is a spell book, you recognise a magic spell book, so you imagine they're some kind of caster, but um, there's just an air of, you know, good vibes from them rather than negative. Mm, There's something peaceful and unthreatening about this strange being. It's unnatural in a place like this. It's definitely a trap. What was your arcana check, Murena? Uh, Well, that depends. Intelligence. Uh, Does that come under forbidden knowledge at all? I'm presuming not. This is not forbidden knowledge. This is is lost knowledge. However, I get expertise die on arcana. Yep. Cool. So that is a 29. 29! Okay. (laughs) This is quite definitely a, a complete time stop stasis field and anything inside is, is being held in a state of uh, permanent stasis. This field is probably was triggered by a trap. In fact, you can see a mechanism in the room um, that triggered it. You've seen the runes. You can actually just read the writing and understand it. It's deliberately written in an obscure language. It's definitely a trap. And you can tell the idea of the trap is to hold someone there until someone can come and investigate. Make a... Uh, I'll get you to make an investigation check as well, intelligence investigation. 
And I'll say you spend a good five, ten minutes in here. Uh, that will be a 12. A 12. You don't, you can't really piece together the full picture of what happened, uh, but you get the impression this was triggered after no one used this place anymore. So it was like, it would have been, you know, hold them in stasis, the guards will come and find out who it is without harming them, deliberately a non-lethal trap. Mm. But uh, yeah, no one was around. So this person's triggered it at a later date and no one's been there to let them out. Hops finds a bigger rock. <laughs> With a 29, though, you actually know how to turn the trap off if you want to. Using mm-hmm. the mechanisms and the magic runes and some of your own arc- arcane, like, daubings, you can connect a ritual circle to uh, deactivate the magic and reset the trap. Mm. All right. After having a look around, I sort of drop Puddle where he is, and I'm going to go over nonchalantly and sort of lean against this mechanism and just sort of wait for comedic timing. Well, okay. While you're while doing it, Hop, yeah. I'm helping Hops lift a giant yeah, rock. Yeah, I'm like, as we're lifting it, I start like spinning around because I'm like going to shot put throw it through. Okay. So I start sort of spinning around and like together we're, we're going to throw this thing through. All right. Yeah. So you're going to throw this at the elf to try and knock yes. him out. Make a, make a, you, you're helping, aren't you, Rusty? Yeah. So that, we'll call that the help action. You can make the strength athletics check with advantage. Okay. Because you have assistance. Oh, nat 20. We Okay. <laughs> wow. Sorry, bro. So. I hope we get to meet your character before um, he that, dies. That's 27, by the way. 27 <laughs> with a nat 20. So, Rusty and Hobbs and Murina sees this spin around like a shot put. And Rusty goes, uh, Rusty, yeah, yeah. without even meaning to, lets out a... Out of bare enthusiasm and just yeets this rock, this boulder. Hops, yeets a rock, what? Oh, whatever. Uh, Rusty, Rusty lets out an excited bear roar. Hops looks confused, but yeets this boulder, this large chunk of masonry straight at the elf. It's a dead on shot and it's flying with such velocity. What does Marina do? I'm sort of watching this wind hey, up. Hey, if there were ever a moment for comedic timing. <laughs> Bear in mind, the pug has more health and AC than that. It's fine. So I hope it's not the, you, bro. What's going through my mind is if I release the switch at the same time as Hops lets go, the stasis field will be gone and it'll just... Yep. However, watching this wind up go more and more and more, I'm starting to think, there's not going to be much left. (laughs) So I'm going to, before you let go, just (coughs) release the switch and deactivate the stasis before she lets go. Before you let... Okay, so in that case, you get a chance. Rob, make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my you word. weren't going to get a chance otherwise <laughs> Low DC Oh bastard Okay Six, Six. <laughs> oh, no. You you come to But what happens that's unfortunate <laughs> Is the stasis field doesn't seem to just be like Off It like goes From the top down And like starts lowering (laughs) And he sort of like Sags a little bit Right as this boulder goes Roll a d8 plus strength (laughs) This is amazing Um, 7 plus 4 Oh my god 11 bludgeoning damage And uh, 
And Rob's character is propelled <laughs> 10 foot across the room by a large piece of masonry. The first thing that Rob experiences is mid-sentence, I believe. And I'd like you to play that out. So you, you literally like... And so we make it to the bottom of the gate. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Tumble across the room. You like skid across the ground. Masonry flies off. You take oh, 11 damage. That was a good shot. What was that? Yes, we've got him. What We're am safe I paying now. you for? Well, I mean, we... Shh. You're supposed to take me through the cave and protect me, not throw shit at me. He thinks he knows you, Hobbs. Do you know me? And you suddenly become aware of a fucking blue hag lady, <laughs> a bear, and a bearded old man Boy. <laughs> in a room that is decidedly more dilapidated than the last time you were here. You're not my guides. No, I'm Hobbs. Guides? Is that a talking bear? Yeah. Rude. <laughs> Who are you? What the hell is that? It's a dog. Rude, really? <laughs> is there a necromancer around? <laughs> That's dog. Huddle. I say defensively, sort of half-stepping in front of him. You know. <laughs> Into another puddle. <laughs> Do you have any talents? Or use- usefulness? I turn to the others like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, I can throw a rock pretty, pretty good, yeah. You've shown. Yeah. Sorry. But this has the making of a show. A talking bear. Beast! The ugliest woman alive. Dispel your illusion! Your innocent aesthetic does not fool me. We've been bested enough by strange things in this environment. And you will not best us. Oh, Rusty, I, I, I think, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he might just be weird. What is your name? You there. Are you just weird or bad? I am neither. Oh, horrible. What are you? He might be good. Let's kill him. Why, good man. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. Let's definitely kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this one knows any songs about you either? (laughs) No, not that bad bullshit. Waste of talent. Before you said last time you were here, when have you been here before? What? (laughs) You said it's different to the last time you were here. No, I said that. (laughs) The strange narrator in the sky said it's different (laughs) to the... Sorry. And he knows more than you do. (laughs) I don't know. It looks looks dirty still. You've been in this place? Well, yes. My guides were showing me through. What's your name? My name? Hmm. Oh. It might be hard to pronounce. (laughs) Like your coloration... Sigilda Veda Velagsevice. Sigilda Veda Velagsevice. I, I know it's, it's hard. Visual? You may simply call me the Magnificent. I really will not be doing that. How about Bob? That's rude. The Gilded Flatulent. <laughs> the Veda Flat. The Magnificent. The Watson Majiki. Every word you speak, I pay you less. All right, Watson Majiki. Who do you think we are? Well, my other guides seem to have run off, so now you're my guides. How much are you paying? Well, the agreed upon for you was 500 gold. But you've thrown a rock at me and insulted my name. Well, actually, I 
it's funny you mention it. We are guides, and <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought you were a, a threat of some sort in that stasis, that strange contraption you seemed in. Yes, you're free. You are welcome. Contraption, but yes, the uh, the danger level in this in this place has risen since you seem to have been frozen. What do you so mean? Our fee has increased to six hundred gold. I set the terms. And what do you mean frozen? Well, can you can you turn it on the thing? The, the yes, you can flick the switch again. <laughs> well, to flick the you actually can't flick the switch again, but you do know how to turn it on again. Is by going and triggering. There's a pressure plate. Ah. Uh, that you can go and trigger. And you notice that there is decidedly uh, like a stick that has been shoved into the corner of this pressure plate and triggered it. It doesn't look like someone stepped on it. It looks like it has been manually triggered by someone. (laughs) So you can go and like press on that and it will start again. Yes, can't imagine. All right, I'm going to go over, remove the stick. So it's all ready to function. And I'm going to pull out a small amount of jerky and go... (laughs) and uh with a sniff (laughs) the puddle uh immediately goes for the jerky (laughs) do you throw the jerky is that the plan yeah i just drop it on the 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 pug just steps on the pressure plate and (laughs) is now floating up in midair marvelous well the drool floats too (laughs) i kind of cock my head to the side and then i'm just like those bastards it seems there is a backstory to you, sir. What's what's happened? I go find a rock. <laughs> is that your solution to everything? <laughs> Watch out, he only gets the additional HP in 10 hit points when you roll initiative. <laughs> well, I, I paid these guides to take me through these caves uh, to find ancient lost magic. It's a whole story. Well, tell us some of it at least. As I said, I'm an entertainer, uh, a magician. Looking for ancient lost magic. Yes, yes. You see, I was doing a show and this little shit of a kid. He interrupted my show to tell me that he'd seen a better magician at the previous party. Well, I don't care, but he wouldn't shut up and he ruined my show. So I'm going into the cave to get the magic to go back and show that little shit, Kainanis, who is boss. I've slowly been leaning towards Hops and I'm like, did he just say he's a children's entertainer? Mm-hmm. I am just yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. loping yep. very quickly and efficiently over towards this person. Say, ancient magic and you hate children. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> you are our guide. I put one hand on his shoulder and I cast cure wounds. Oh, yes! <laughs> you were... T- <laughs> We will go together. You will pay us. We will find this hidden magic. <laughs> I didn't expect that. So you found the, the purpose of your, your quest. <laughs> and you have received one good deed. You're welcome. <laughs> I stand back waiting for applause. <laughs> so I'm assuming, does cure wounds just work? Am I, am I dead? Uh, so uh, roll cure wounds. Oh. Wow. Uh, you gain hit points equal to 1d8 oh, plus your Ugh. plus my spellcasting ability, so I will roll that. That's glorious. I love that. Five. You gain <laughs> eight. Eight hit points? What was I on? You, you had ten. negative 11. Oh, bastard. <clears throat> Sorry. Solid rock. Holy shit. Hey, good intro, though. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
<laughs> I had this whole thing planned and you hit me with a rock. <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, it was the crap that's, too. That's like, there's just, not much. I can't take that away from yeah, hops. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I love that's the typical like way this stuff Don't goes. You have yeah. the plan and it goes <laughs> to shit immediately. immediately. That's um, so good. So oh. I, I was successfully healed. Yep, the right. spell goes off. Magic emanates. Well, from- I feel better, but please never touch me again. <laughs> Very well. What was that name you said? The Magnum. <laughs> No, 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 magnificent. no, not yours. I don't care about that. The, the child, the thing you were oh. angry about. Kynellus. Do I recognize All of that you now? can roll a history check, an intelligence history check, uh, with a very, very Ten. high DC. Okay. None of you One, are familiar uh, with that 11. name, but you're not no. particularly worldly, so, yeah. Okay. Mm. Certainly not that name. And you wanted to... Kill him, or... <laughs> I'm an child. entertainer, man, not a butcher. You want to entertain him. You're very well, cross. Not him, not anymore. You're very Shame cross, shit. and you want to... I'm going to show him up. With a, a show? Yes. So you're very cross, and you're going to put on a very big show to show him how <laughs> wrong he is. That's not so I'm not fun. going to show him. He's not going to go to the show, but I'm going to make sure all of his friends are there. Can we come to the show? I suppose, but there is an entry oh. for you, and it will come out of your pay. Oh, okay. So you've dived into the depths of dangerous caves and catacombs in search for ancient show (laughs) magic to prove to a child that you really are the best magician in the land. And pray tell, why are you here? Beal. I'm with him. My God, this man's more noble. (laughs) (laughs) I need to reevaluate my life. (laughs) Well, it seems our goals may be aligned because we are in search of ancient, mysterious treasure as well. Ambrosia. That's a fancy word for tasty thing. Mm. For good meat. Mm. I have dined with the most noble lords, ladies and kings of the kingdom. It had better be bloody good. Have you dined with them or the, the children? Do you sit at the children's table or with the adults? I'm, I'm, hard, I'm trying to figure out where you're at. In <laughs> the children sit on my table. <laughs> 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 Fucking stop it, Murray! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Usually after they've been in the oven for a few hours, <laughs> though. There's more than salt here. <laughs> I'm given a favoured place among the lords and ladies. I do not sit with the children. For a brief recap, for those who may not have watched uh, the first four episodes of Ragtag, Murina is a hag with a who is a reformed child-eating cottage witch from a swamp. <laughs> so they're, they're very much the Hansel and Gretel kind of uh, snacker there. On the quest to, to be a hero and do good deeds. No, on the quest Forced to remove a curse. I, well, because, yeah, because of the curse. Because the children don't taste as good anymore because of the curse. <laughs> Tastes like sadness and bad ideas when you eat children. Well, <sighs> well uh, I think we are willing to be your guides if you are perhaps also willing to risk life and limb and use some of your special magic tricks to potentially distract or do things that may be beneficial to that quest. The main thing you guys are surprised by in your interactions at this stage is the fact that every time Rusty talks, 
He seems to be turning towards a large echoey ravine, <laughs> whereas the rest of you are just talking close to each other. <laughs> I'm really into the acoustics in this place. I am paying you to be my guide. If I have to intervene, as stated in the contract, a fee is taken from your payment. Can you prove you're a magician? Ooh, put on a show, please. Floating does not count. Prove we your- already saw. <laughs> Would you like to do magic or magic or neither? Prove yourself and we will be your guides. I have a, where is it? Where did I write it down? I wrote it down somewhere. I'm guessing you have a card set. I actually have specifically, it's under my mementos for my character backstory, a non-magical magic show kit. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> a non-magical magic. Would you like to make a performance check? I would like to make a performance check. Okay. Pops takes so seat. for the viewers uh, and podcast listeners, this is a wizard who is making a non-magical magic performance <laughs> check. <laughs> a, a, a wizard. Can you are you actually imbued with the ability to cast real magic. That is correct. <laughs> and yet the the what a the career of a child's performer is still okay. All right, make a performance check uh, um, with you know what this is your bag charisma for sure, right? Charisma, but also uh, would we say it's a specialty of acting? Because look, I'm- this is your jam. I'm going to give you your expertise with it. You get your expertise dice for sure. Cool. So you get a D4 and the D20, and you're going to add proficiency plus your charisma, so plus six. So I'm sitting cross-legged in the cave floor. Okay. Yeah. The, the expertise dice was good. Yeah. So that's a nine plus four plus three. Plus six. Plus six. So you got uh, 19. four. Nineteen. If it's, if it's yep. four plus yep, six yep, yep. plus nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, tell everyone about your little performance. <sighs> I normally charge for this, but Okay. <laughs> it's my favourite of Rob's characters ever. <laughs> it is my favourite. So um, I bring my hands together in a puff of smoke, and from the smoke emerges a bouquet of flowers. <gasps> which I look around for a pretty lady and realise there isn't one. <laughs> and so I crush my hands together, and the flowers disappear. And as I spread them again, from nowhere, between my hands, comes a rope made of hundreds of handkerchiefs tied together in many colours. Marina, don't be rude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like staring, going, frowning and going cross-eyed, trying to deduce this magic. Yeah, the the, the most exciting part is like, there's no verbal component. What is this spell? I'm I'm getting nothing from my kind. I'm just keeping up a nattering. It's like, watch as I amaze and delight and surprise you with my deft hands, spoken word, and magic. Do you happen to release a small handful of glitter when you say magic? Yes. (laughs) Um, And basically, I finish it off by throwing away this handkerchief and reaching behind my back to the back of my cloak and pulling... Off a star? Ah, are we doing a random star? Yeah. Yes. Which yes. I, which I throw on the yes. Which I throw on the ground in between us all. We haven't like gone to the actual dungeon, ah, by the I way. Don't care. What I is don't this? Care. What is this? Okay. Okay. So, so, so Rob's character, the magnificent. I'll call you by your Thank proper you. name. The magnificent has a robe of useful items. But we determined that besides, the, so usually what you do with a robe of useful items, it's a magic item. Uh, 
And the original 5e has a fairly bland list of useful items. And most of them is like a hundred gold and all this stuff makes it. There is a D100 table in uh, Level Up 5e that they've made the item have, which is very exciting for me because we determined that instead of uh, Rob knowing what his patches were, they're magic stars and they're random upon throwing them on the ground as to what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and, but the trade-off to the him not knowing what they are is that... Um, they actually recharge. So usually the robe of magic items, once you've pulled all the patches off, it turns into a normal robe. He grows new stars. Uh, <laughs> every that. morning you get some so more stars. Being completely befuddled by this lack of magic, I'm sort of quickly growing unamused. And upon him taking like a piece of his robe off and just <laughs> flicking it on the ground, I just like, throw my hands up and in the middle of going, this is an absolute joke. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure if that's a hundred. Eleven? Is that eleven? Oh, did you be, roll like I double zero? Oh, that's ten. I think it'd be eleven. Yeah, I think that's eleven. What's a hundred? That's the noughts. All noughts? Yeah, so like the ten becomes the single digits again for a D hundred. Mm, so how do you roll a one? That's rolling a ten and a one. So that's a one. You oh, got a one, one then. That doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just roll a D ten twice? It's one. Uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. This discussion happens occasionally. It, there's two ways to do it, and there's a really good way that makes sense for my brain, where like mm. double zero. So when you roll a zero on the single dice, that equals a ten. Mm-hmm. So the way to actually roll. A 10 is you roll zero, zero, zero is 10. And that... I, that works for your brain? Yes, because you're rolling... The, you get zero on the D100. And zero is 10 on and, the... And, okay. so, and then, and then <clears throat> zero is 10. So this would be 11 on that system mm. rather than one on the other system because I read 10, one, yeah, which okay. is 11. Yeah. So it's either one or 11. Uh, and I'm going to do it that way, even if everyone hates well, me for it. So the star floats down, lands Ooh. on the ground, and then there's a blast of golden light that ho- comes out from it. And standing on on the bottom on its head is a solid iron miner's pick that then just teeters and falls to the side and hits the floor of the ground with a clang. <gasps> you can keep that. <laughs> I don't know who you are. The Spellcaster, but um, that, well, that was truly magnificent. That was I, pretty cool. It was very impressive. Yeah. Well, thank you. Your tips are appreciated. I'm sort of standing there stunned. <laughs> that was real. You have seven patches remaining okay. today okay. of the of the renewable ones. I pick ones. up the iron pick. What yeah. it it's a miner's like? pick. <gasps> Solidly made. It's, it's nice. Oh, some of I like give it a few little like, and it works. I like turn around and yeah, it's in a my pick. clothes. It's a regular pick. Achieves back in my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> like reset the whole yeah, thing. But, but, but like turned away. This might come in useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, secrets. cool, nice. And with our new quatre of unlikely ragtag adventurers all met up with their impressive magic show. The group are about to descend deeper into the caverns to find that secret ambrosia. But before they leave, 
the bulging eyes of a levitating pug catch their attention. Oh, we can't go without Puddle. Can you... And I try and push the switchy thing or whatever it was that was doing it. doesn't work. (laughs) Murina needs to deactivate it. Murina. I, like, give Murina the puppy dog eyes, like... You wouldn't leave him, would you? Honestly, we only need one set of those eyes, please. And I'll walk over purely because I know how to use the thing and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just sort of... (laughs) (laughs) And it deactivates. As if it was obvious. Thank you, Murina. I consider that a good deed, you know. And as the energy field drops to the ground, uh, Puddle almost like puddle, like paddles <laughs> against it as puddle, if he's paddle. in like slowly lowering water and then <laughs> toddles on behind you as you descend deeper into the caverns heading towards that ambrosia. And as you step down after hours of travel into those dank caves, you hear the sound of shuffling, of crawling and creeping and Hop smells the distinct smell of threat. Oh, it smells like threat. The chittering claws of an enemy approaches. We'll find out what enemy in the old next episode, oh, eh? Oh, this feels like we, we picked up right where we left off, but it's better. This <laughs> was so fun. Thank you all so much for watching. This has been Ragtag Adventure Episode 5 because we're back and in style. And I always think it's, I always think it's got to be episode one, though, right? Because I, I like surely we want to call it like it's like books. That yeah. it was a book in four Volume parts. Two, this is yeah. book two in arc four one, parts. You reckon? Sort of yeah. So we're not going chapter five. We'll go also up. chapter one will get more clicks than chapter That's five. True, chapter one does <laughs> get more clicks. It's a All pretty right. good episode. Cool. Yeah, that was very. That was great. <laughs> we hit the ground running from the. Start. Oh my god! Oh. Let's you keep guys the had to be in hysterics. <laughs> we're not going to record. That was so. There was literally so 